All right, it's good to be back here. Uh, welcome back to Nogi Required Podcast. I was missing my partners, Mr. Mike Zibalos, that makes all possible because I have no idea which button to press or what to do with that equipment over there. And I have somebody smarter than me here, Jay Zibalos, just in case I say something that is not as smart and he can come in and fix it. But it's good to be back, guys. And um, I think today is something, it's a different kind of podcast. We're going to have a conversation over here. We've been having um, lately a lot of questions people send into our page, our Facebook, and we collect a lot of those. And I will do my best to give my point of view with my partner here, Jay, and to clarify or be as helpful as possible uh, to you. And thanks for to, to be involved and uh, make those questions. And here we are back again. And thank you for keep sending those questions because uh, I learn a lot when I answer questions from people. And welcome back, Professor Jay. Yeah, feels How good to be you? back. Feels good to be back. You know, I, I, I'm, uh, I think it would be, uh, uh, it's important that we kind of acknowledge those of you that follow us on YouTube, where most of these questions came from. Uh, we want to give a little uh, acknowledgement to one of our own students who's kind of taken the helm of our channel, Billy Soul. Um, helps helping us a lot, just churning out a lot of content for you guys, and uh, want to give him a little shout out because a lot of what you see is him. He's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, but he's a black belt in that part for sure. I'm a, I'm his student and learning so much. Billy, thank you very much for that incredible support in addition that uh, you're basically helping and retransforming our whole package here in the YouTube and all the channels that we have. And thank you, sir. It's been, I don't know what else to say. It's just like the input that you have and really make us like uh, see things that we haven't seen before. Thank you for that um, knowledge that you have, Billy. Thank you. So, yeah. So um, a while back, uh, he posted on YouTube, like, uh, ask me anything. That's what it was, really. He kind of threw some stuff out there and we collected, he sent us a, a list of all the different questions that our um, users gave us. So I have it all here on the paper and thought we'd just start right from the right from the top. Oh, man, let's see. I hope I, I, my goal is to, to give you the best of my knowledge and evidently and um, hope and the idea to have an impact and uh, respond to your question. And if you're not happy with, do ask again because we're going to be doing that once in a while because um, yeah a lot of people have things that they want to ask me about it and now we have the channel for that communication guys so the first one uh, the topic here is strategy this is from uh, we're just going by username Solomon Althani question here Jean-Jacques uh, when rolling with big heavy tough guys since you started jujitsu what is your best strategy from every position great question by the way um Evidently, when you train with somebody big, you don't want to have a big guy's side control you. I mean, it's already making, even even without knowing much, it makes your life <laughs> miserable, I would say. It is important that on the early stage of jiu-jitsu, we learn that guard is something really important for you to develop. It's not always you need a guard to be aggressive and finish, but it's a guard to survive. And when you wrestle somebody bigger than you, most likely 
is going to put you on the bottom. That's nature. And from the bottom, I always try to be in a more in a, create a little distance between or sit up or I always have my feet blocking their legs, their knees, even their hip because this way I can keep their weight off me. And I will work a lot on the guard with my feet pushing their knees, especially if they're on, on the ground, like knees on the ground will be very helpful. But it's important that you understand this guard is something that I have and I will develop training with big guys because 10 out of a 10, they're gonna put you on your back because the size. And if you don't have a good guard, it's a higher price for you to pay because they're gonna be on side control and it's just a matter of time. You're gonna get tired. It's really important that you learn how to move your hip to always get a little gap between you and a heavier guy. Having the guard, I would say to me, is more like an open guard that I can use my feet to keep you away from me a little bit, almost like a supervise. I have to make sure I understand how far or how close I wanna be to feel safe. And, um, and let that time run a little bit. It, usually the bigger guys will get tired before you if you play the right game. And I think it's something that I've been doing a lot is playing the guard and in the beginning even pull guard and make sure that I keep them there for like cooking for a little bit until I can feel the strength is a little less. Then you're gonna be able to work your movements to get on top. And it's very important that a lot of the submissions you don't want to be doing from right from the bottom of somebody too heavy because they're going to fold you in half. And evidently it'll be something easier for you to understand if I can show you the, the picture or the video of what I'm talking about. But the last thing I want to be is right on the bottom of somebody too heavy and let that weight get on top of me. I think it's the distance. It will be the key for you. Not too far, not too close. You have that middle distance that you keep the control and manage the fight. But it's something that um, very helpful when you have big guys at your school, find them and train as much as possible because that's what jiu-jitsu is for. Not for somebody just your size or smaller, but for you to face somebody a lot bigger than you and do very well. Yeah, great question. Um, Thank you, Salman, for that. Next one, uh, Panzer919. Uh, this is a general question, but again, this is another great question. Given enough time, anyone can learn a technique, but I feel as though the underlying principles are more important and open you up to greater possibilities. What, this is the question, what do you feel is the most important technical principle of jujitsu that is also the most overlooked? I think people misunderstand when we say basics or fundamentals. I've been around for, man, I'm 53 years old and I've been around the jiu-jitsu my whole life. And what happened is the fundamentals that I learned with the basics allows me to keep updating myself to today's time. Because once you learn one technique, it's great, but you have to understand the little angles, the distance, you know, and those are the things that makes you be, gives you a longevity on the sport, on the martial arts that we do, is the little principles that you have. And you can only learn that with the basics. And the basics is the foundation. And once you have a solid foundation, man, your jiu-jitsu is 
universe. It's infinite. You can continue to learn forever. But if you don't have a good foundation, I mean, you go to the second floor, third floor, fourth floor, then it gets too heavy. Maybe the foundation starts cracking and the building collapse. And I think it's important for people to understand is the basic techniques. If you do it well, the basics, everything that comes after that, you're going to be doing well also. But if you don't emphasize on that foundation of your jiu-jitsu, you start making a construction of the building already with not a strong pillar. I want to make sure that our basics and the principles surround all the basic movements and you see the distance, how much weight, whether I position my leg, my hip. Um, the angles in jiu-jitsu are something that a lot of people do not pay much attention. And sometimes a position is just a matter of you move a foot to your right makes it almost impossible for your opponent to succeed on his move. If you move a foot, step back, it makes very challenge for him to do. If you move a foot forward, then those little angles, they will be what will stop someone to succeed and avoid you to be going down the hill. But I think is the basics are what we give the solid foundation for your jiu-jitsu to continue grow as long as you want to grow. But a lot of people when they say, sometimes the show escape from the mount. I wanna make sure that everybody that mount on you, you're able to escape. But you're only gonna be able to do that if you have those fundamentals that you only learn from the basic techniques. And that allows you, man, to see what very few people can see. And today, sometimes I go to seminars and I don't know what people will ask me. A lot of great techniques out there, a lot of techniques that I don't even do myself. But when they ask me questions based on those principles that I know, that I learned in my generation, allows me to answer that question. And this, that's what uh, I think one of the key points that not many people pay much attention. I love the new techniques. I love the movements that people do today. You have a lot of techniques that are, somebody has to be physically fit and almost like acrobatic to be able to do. The jiu-jitsu that the family, the Gracie family introduced was something that is possible for everyone to train. And that's what I wanna make sure people don't forget about that. Everyone can do jiu-jitsu is not limited. And understanding that comes from, once again, the basic techniques that you learn the principles. Move forward, move back, move your hip, raise your leg, keep your leg down, move a foot forward, move a foot back, move a foot to your side, and are so little that a lot of people do not even have a perception of that when they train. And that would be the difference of you be able to succeed on your technique, you'll be able to stop someone to go after you, and have such an amazing longevity in jiu-jitsu. I think I enjoy jiu-jitsu so much in these past few years because I'm using more than ever those principles to be able to keep up with this incredible generation out there. That was a great answer. <clears throat> Okay, um, and thank you for the question. Uh, next one. This is another uh, general question. Username is a brown one. Um, I've read and heard a lot of different jiu-jitsu practitioners speak about how often we should train in jiu-jitsu. 
What are your thoughts on this? Specifically for me as a white belt hobbyist who wants to get better, but also wants to avoid injury. Although I understand that's not always possible, but how often? Um, When, I mean, you, you, when you start training jiu-jitsu, I mean, we're all very excited, but I think it goes based on when we're talking about injury, that is happen a lot when you have the emphasis of only training for competition, which pulls a lot more from you because you're thinking about the competition. I mean, the, the way you apply your game, the way you train, it's always taking everything out of you. But the majority of people want to train jiu-jitsu with other purpose, you know? And it's important to understand that the way you see on your training it will dictate more risk or less less risk for you to get hurt. I think it's, we got to understand, it's a full contact martial arts. Man, I've been trained my whole life. I never had any injury that stopped me from training or compete or anything. And I think you learn that... the once again, the basics of jiu-jitsu, the mentality that you want to apply jiu-jitsu for, it's really important. Some days, if you don't feel a lot of energy, I go light on my training. I can even select some of my partners, and I do a lighter training, you know? And when you train jiu-jitsu, and I remember a lot of times, and until today I do that, I come to class and I train with, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 students and go here, go there, and some of them give me some difficult times in certain positions. And what I do, I train a specific that position for one week, two weeks, three weeks, two months to make sure when I get to the position, I make as less difficult possible for me to, to do my train. I do my kind of a homework. I get everybody in the same position, say, okay, let's go from that point on. And based on that, man, you're going to start seeing things. You're going to start looking around. Oh, man, hey, I should hold my arm a little bit forward. I should hold my arm a little bit back. I should raise my leg or I should drop my leg. You start paying attention, noticing the little movements that you do that makes more or less challenge for you. But it's important that when you train, a lot of times I come to class, I only want to pass guard, my whole training. I don't even tell my student, I just work past his guard and I will scramble a little bit. I kind of let him put back in the guard without him notice. Here we go again, past the guard. Then I do that like, man, for the whole week, for two weeks, for three weeks, I kind of separate portions of, of my jiu-jitsu to improve in certain areas. Some areas I train with some of the students, they don't even realize. They always pass my guard side control. My objective is escape from the bottom. I want to make sure that I learn and I improve. But I don't want to tell my student, no, it's just been sack control, we go from here. No, it's a full normal training, but uh, they get there more often. I kind of make it almost like they did pass the guard, they did well, and a lot of times they do. But I want to emphasize in portions of my game. This way, I feel very productive. And you have trains that I come here, just want to finish. I say, okay, I want to work my submission and everybody that I train, I want to go and finish from certain position. Maybe I just want to finish people from the mount. My objective, I got to get to the mount and finish from there. Sometimes I just want to finish from my guard. Sometimes finish from side control. I kind of separate portions of my game, which helps you so much because you start kind of uh, 
getting very sharp in certain situations and you start kind of recognizing the kind of control you make from the kind of reaction people have when you make their control. It's almost like the same movement and pretty much you start reading people's reaction and then you get one step ahead of your opponent, which is our objective. Because if you're a step ahead, he will have no answer for your movement. But I think is how you set your training. You don't want to have a class come for the cue. You see, if, if it is your purpose, you need to prepare yourself mentally. You need to prepare yourself physically to be able to, to keep up. As a beginner, I want to learn as much as possible. But I want to understand that I need the feeling of how far my body can take. And I have to start slow. A lot of people get hurt on the first couple months of jiu-jitsu and they're like, oh, I don't think this is for me. No, this is for you. And the more you train, the less injury you have. The more you're going to be aware of what is danger. Oh, I don't want to go there. There is, I don't want to let people trap in this position. And you start learning how to avoid getting those situations. And another thing, man, ask the more advanced guys, hey, man, how can I get out from here? You, the, the more advanced students can be also very helpful teaching you, showing you, oh, hold here, this way it's harder for me to get there. Oh, great. And every training, man, I, ask, I still myself ask questions to my students. And the same thing, and I think it's an exchange of view in one position, you can have three different answers. And one of them will fit perfectly for you. But it's important that the mentality you go for your training. If you're only thinking about competition, yes, the risk is off get an injury, increase. But if you want to train to learn jiu-jitsu, especially as a beginner, and if your body can take training five days a week, yeah, I think you can. It's a matter of how much you put into your training. Some days come and do a lot of drills, no training. Some days you just go specific. I just want to train, escape from the bottom, then go home. Some days I just go general training. Some days I just want to pass the guard. You got this little by little trying to improve portions of your jiu-jitsu and you're separate. And I think they'll be very helpful in a way for you to build up uh, a good jiu-jitsu all around. Yeah, another great question. Um, let's, let's change it up a little bit here. This is more in tune with development. Uh, this question is from Jeff Combs. Uh, Hi, Professor. As a 43-year-old blue belt, should I compete more often to help my jiu-jitsu or compete less often but get more prepared for each event? You know, I, I have in, a, in our school over here, in, a, in our affiliation itself, I would not emphasize just competition. I think competition is um, it's, it's in a way a smaller portion of students that you have, even though all the guys that are going to the tournament, they need training partners. They need to have a good school to train to make sure they're ready for the competition. They are on the best of they can be to go out there and do well. But it's a matter for your desire. If you want to compete a lot, good for you. But evidently, the preparation for the competition is very important. It's not how many competitions you do, it's how well we do all the competitions. You can compete every weekend and, and feel that is, man, I'm stuck. My jiu-jitsu is not good. 
I think it's important that we learn from the competition and what the competition does, they show you right away portions of your game that you felt very difficult in the fight. That makes sure you go back to the school and you emphasize those positions that you felt very difficult, positions that maybe you were put in or situations that you almost had a submission or you almost had this. And I think it's it speeds up what needs to improve in your game now. And a lot of people base on that to help their jiu-jitsu. And I think you just speed up your learning process, testing yourself with people that you don't train every day. And how fast you can adjust your jiu-jitsu, your game, to go against another person that you've never seen before. You don't even know what they like to do. How fast you can adapt yourself into those situations and vice versa. But I think is you like to compete every weekend, great, but the preparation, man, it's really important. I want to make sure I, I physically feel good, I mentally feel good. I want to prepare myself as an athlete to go there and do well because the better you feel physically, mentally for yourself, and all comes from the preparation. And I think it's um, 43, you're still very young. Um, and evidently, man, the way you train, it's really important. And I think once again, the more you compete, the more you see what needs to be worked on your game today. And they'll be speeding up your process of learning. Because you're not going to go to the school and it's like, oh, what I'm going to learn today? Oh, no, no. At the tournament, I have some issues in this portion of my game. And you just go work on that portion of your game to get better, to make sure in your next match, that problem is no longer a problem. You always keep finding the solutions for where you felt challenged for in a tournament. In both ways, to submit somebody, to get the points with someone, to escape from certain positions, it definitely makes you speed up the process. We always, we always tell people competing is like putting a magnifying glass on your jujitsu. It, it showcases everything that's strong and everything that needs work. And, uh, and yeah, definitely you're going you're gonna to have that feeling right away. And it's not only when you, you do well, because um, a lot of the fights, even though the outcome is, man, I won, I took first place, I'm sure you're going to have some matches that were more challenged than others. And those are the ones like, man, with that guy I fought in that position that he was on me, wow, that was close. Then I want to go there and make sure that I improve in those areas to to have no more surprise or, or make as less difficult possible. But it's incredible. And um, not everybody likes the competition, even though a lot of people got to understand that in, um, when some of our students over here, they go out there and, and they do well and they won and they position on the podium, they're very excited. They always come back to school and know because it's a group effort. It's a team effort. If he did not have good people to train with, he will not be ready to go there and, and do well and succeed. And it's really important that the people that you train with deserve a lot of credits. They may, even if you don't like to compete in a very positive way, every class, every training is a competition because we want to do well with each other. Our object, I want to get your arm and you want to get my arm. And that game exchange that we do, the techniques, makes you ready for whatever it's out there. 
Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, okay, let's let's uh, let's move on here. Um, this this question is from Timmy Timmy Tosca. Um, Hi, professor. Just started my BJJ journey last month. Wow, that's cool, and I love it. We are we have two days of training with gi, and my teacher told me I could join the no gi classes on the other days with the more experienced grapplers. I would like to ask you about structure. It's a lot of information right now, and I have some trouble keeping up with everything. Do you have some tips for me where I can set my focus for this first period of my journey? Man, I, th I think on the beginning, it's more important for people to feel than trying to memorize the techniques. It's more like just flow. You know, whatever people, to just go and get the feeling, the weight, more weight, I move my body. It's... It, it's, I understand people, no, I got to learn and memorize this. No, no, no. Your body will memorize this. In Jiu-Jitsu, every time I have to think about the technique, we're always going to be late because the other guy is not waiting for my thinking. He's moving. And, and the more you train, the more you have your body in those situations, the more your brain memorizes that on their own. My, it's a body memory. And I remember my uncle using some examples of body memory. If I touch my hand in something really hot and I have to think, man, my hand is in this burning water over here, boiling water, I should move my hand out or that's going to burn my skin and I'm going to have to go to the hospital and, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to train. Automatically, you pull your hand out. It's like a survival instinct. And jiu-jitsu will become the same way. That's why the feeling is the most important thing. As we learn on the first class, we do a lot of drills, a lot of repetitions before training because you're going to notice that every time you reach that same position, your body will have that reaction and your body will adapt to any change that a person's movement do. You're going to be flowing with. Basically, you're surfing in the other person's body or reactions. The less I think the better jiu-jitsu I'm going to have. The more I think, the more challenged my jiu-jitsu will be because there's no time for thinking. Somebody's going to punch me on the face. I see the hand coming. It's like, man, I should move my head to the left because the hand comes towards that direction. You're going to get hit. Everything as you train will become natural instinct as a reaction of your body. And it's... Enjoy it more, less thinking, and just go. And I think the more you, you go that way, the more you feel. And every time you have a question, if you challenge some positions, ask your instructor or ask another student who is more advanced than you. Man, I always get here. What do you do when you're here? And I think that question, that will be something very helpful for improvement. And not a lot of people ask questions. They're just waiting for the teacher to come to the class, show technique, all right, do the drill. Okay, let's go to train. It's important that it's, a lot of times that technique that he showed is not what you need for that particular moment. And if you do not ask, uh, it's very hard sometimes for the instructor with 50 people on the mat. Not every school, the instructor pay attention and see what each one is doing or what is the need of the class. That's why it's important for you to have your own solution like i have a question for this that's what i want to know today in my class 
And that's going to be a big difference for your learning process. It's not the amount of information you get, but the feeling that you get when you're training. This is the feeling. And because it's, it's more the grappling is going to be a contact and feel more weight, less weight. If I move my body a little bit here, if I move my body, I, I, you need that feeling in the beginning. And you will notice that the more you train, the less thinking you're going to have. The more you're going to be able to, to flow. Yeah, great question. Welcome to the game. And yes, welcome to Jiu-Jitsu. I think it's, uh, you made a great choice and I think you, you're going to have a lot of fun and for sure it's going to change your life in the best way possible. Awesome. Okay. I, this question, uh, this is kind of cool. You know, John Jock, I don't think I've ever even asked you this question. I like this one. This one comes from uh, Dakota Rusa. Thanks for the opportunity, Master Machado. My question would be, did you ever get to see Master Carlos Gracie Sr. spar? I have read that he taught you and your brothers, and then I've, then I've read that Master Helio taught you as well, or was it both? That's my question. With my, my uncle Carlos Gracie Sr., I, I personally never had a class with him on the mat. But I think the most amazing part was as a kid and, and leaving, and, and, and to today people, oh, dude, have you ever learned Jiu-Jitsu? I said, man, I, I don't think I learned Jiu-Jitsu. I think I lived and continued my life living Jiu-Jitsu. Because of the, the biggest, the best classes I, I ever had with my uncle Carlos was the conversations, the, the thoughts that he had, the experience he had on his own life, how he handles a lot of those situations, how he made possible before any technology that we have today to keep Jiu-Jitsu alive and, and create this amazing family, the clan. And we have so many stories in the breakfast and sometimes at dinner and lunch. And it was incredible. And I never understood much as a kid, as a child, until you grow up and, and you start thinking back some of the stories that he was telling you. And you see yourself in a similar situation as a grown-up man. Then you have somebody that was there before. And the actions, the attitude he had towards the problems and make you think like, man, those were the best jiu-jitsu classes I ever had in my life with their personal experience through this amazing art of jiu-jitsu to solve those from every aspect, from the depression, from the physical challenge, from the preparation for you to do a test at your school, how you prepare yourself, how you, you concentrate. And man, that's in everything that uh, we did, my family and my brothers, we have always that, those thoughts, those stories that fits in a lot of moments that we went through in our lives. Uncle Helio, I have uh, opportunity to be at his school many times and, and learn from him some techniques. I remember... He would show me escape from the bottom, how you defend yourself from the bottom, how you raise your hip to move. And um, watching him teaching some of the classes, I think the, the way he looked at you and pointed at you very, was very powerful. And you look at him, it's like your eyes like this big. Like, and you look, man, he's, he's not a, a big person. 
but had such an incredible impact. You feel him bigger than Incredible Hulk, and he was just a little guy. But I think the way he he talked to you, the way he, with the certainty that he has behind every word that he said, it makes you go like, man, it's I know I, I understand. It's it's so powerful. Every 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 word that he said, the energy that was behind, and again was beyond the, the physical aspect of jiu-jitsu. I think those those knowledges, how he used the words to teach you certain techniques, I I still remember. We're talking about 40 years ago. I still remember exactly the phrases, exactly how he calls the attention. And I remember, and not long ago, we, we did a podcast with Hickson, and I mentioned, do you remember some things and words that your father said? And uh, he said something, do burro. <laughs> But wasn't, and, and Buhu is like a dunk, he's like a dumb person, but it wasn't with that intent. The intent was to get you out of that thought that you were in, like, oh, throw like a cold water, then like, like you're waking up, you know, that that's not the way to go. And he shows the way to go. And I think those things are what I take the most of uh, in every encounter that we have, every time we get a ride in the car, every time we go and visit him, and that was a uh, was an amazing, and I think <laughs> one of the that was a funny story. We one of the Christmas we went to his house in his apartment in uh, in Brazil, and uh, Uncle Hilly was dressing like Santa Claus, <laughs> and he he wasn't big Santa Claus. He was just skinny, and he has the face red and a little beard, and he has a cane, a big cane in the bag, and. And I'm not sure how many kids have in his apartment. I don't know, 20, 30 kids and little kids <laughs> and teenagers and adults. It was a big place. And I remember he walking in and uh, some of the kids are getting a little bit older. And I see pulled the, <laughs> the gifts for the little ones. Hey, I got a gift for, for Michael. I got a gift for this. I got a gift. Then one of the kids go like, I think I know who this Santa is. I think it's Uncle Helio. Then I remember <laughs> he get the cane, a little stretch, a little bit, and just knock at this one's head, a little light, like, tuk, just to be, and he start crying, and he just see, like, almost like saying, shut up, don't <laughs> let the other people, the other kids believe on me yeah. here. <laughs> it was like a, a funny moment that we lived. What I think is, is more than any technique itself was the conversations that we heard they were always present listen i remember him and uncle carlos talking to each other it was amazing to see their friendship their relationship and uh yeah man i think i was very fortunate to to be able as a kid to see and live those moments with uh the pioneers the creators of that incredible art and today we all benefit from their hard times, their challenge, and it wasn't easy. But uh, they kept jiu-jitsu alive, and uh, here we are. Jiu-jitsu is a martial art that changed change the world. And I tell people that jiu-jitsu is not just a martial art. Jiu-jitsu is a way for us to see life with better eyes. And every single person that I met in my life that practice jiu-jitsu they getting get involved in this world of jiu-jitsu are much better happier and better person 
For sure. Never see anybody that started doing jiu-jitsu and got worse. Like jiu-jitsu as is, is, is here forever to help and change many, many people's life for the best way possible. Yeah, and that, thanks for that question. Yeah, that's, that's something that um, brings me back to, to my memory time here to see how fortunate and how lucky I was, for sure. Okay, we're going we're gonna to change it up again a little bit, Jean-Jacques. This, um, this is a nice question. This is from username Majin um, Records. Um, my daughter, who is currently three years old, has right-sided hemiplegia which was caused by a stroke at birth. How can jujitsu improve her motor skills? I'm impressed by how you were able to become so accomplished in jujitsu despite being born with uh, constriction ring syndrome. So uh, to, to know one thing is in, and I never realized that like uh, that my hands not having four fingers on my left hand would become a, uh, something that people rely on because on the early days no one ever ever told me no one ever mentioned to me and i remember going to the competitions we never had a separate competition or anything different it was just one competition and you go you go you don't want to go you don't want to go and later on in life i realized that a lot of people go like man how in the world he has one hand and he goes and competes with everybody and is doing so well. I never in my mind thought about that. And until people start mentioning to me, it's like, man, today I see people training jiu-jitsu and a person has no legs and has one arm and is blind. And I go like, man, those people are the ones that inspire me. This is the, the funny part. It's not that I feel, and I understand people contacting me and I'm so fortunate to not knowing what I was doing and wasn't with any purpose of that. Jiu-Jitsu was for my own way of improving myself in life and the enjoyment and the great part is it's a passion. It's I don't know what else to do in my life if it was no Jiu-Jitsu. But I see today and I think for, for the kids and everyone that I met, people that I get messages and so incredible and, and I ask myself, man, how do you do that? It's me asking them. Like, man, how, how you have so many challenges and you're able to do what you do? And I think anyone that, uh, and every day, when we have our kids, we do anything for our kids. They are the continuation of, of, our, of us. They are fruit of a love. And I think we do anything for our kids. But the amazing thing in jiu-jitsu is it shows anyone that life is not easy, life is not fair, but in a little by little in the world of jiu-jitsu, you're going to feel that, you know, I can do more than I can ever imagine I could do. And I see the transformations in people in a way like, man, it's an incredible environment. People come in, it feels like you it's a big family. Everybody in, very helpful to each other. Everybody very welcome to each other. And I and I think is people that have any kind of challenge. And sometimes I see a lot of parents, and I can say because I'm my parents never hide me for anything. They expose me to the world. 
and I think was one of the best things they ever did to me. They never felt sorry. They just support me for whatever I want to do. Evidently, some of the activities that I did, I can tell they're, they're eating their nails like, oh my God, this kid, <laughs> he should be a chess player or something, but don't go and do all those dangerous activities. But I think for our child, man, if you have a child and with something, I want to make sure that uh, I wanted them to live the world the way the world is. And I think the jiu-jitsu will slowly provide that confidence provide that belief that will expose your child to the best way possible to the environment out there. Because the last thing we want is not live our life. We come to this world for a purpose or a reason. Something made us land over here. Some force of nature made that person be part of your family. And man, all, all I can do is just to be there, to take my child to anything, anywhere they want to go, to have a normal life, to make life more normal. And it is challenge. I know it's not easy for the child, and it's hard for the parents. I know that. It's something that it's our child, but at the same time, we, we and I understand a lot of parents, they, on their mind, they blame themselves. Oh, it's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. It's something that I have on my hands. It's, it's a God's gift that they only provide you because you are the strongest person. And if you imagine a lot of people in your position, oh, they're not gonna make it, but you can. And I think that all I can say is Jiu-Jitsu has an amazing pact. It is magical, I would say that, to anyone's life. And I never expect to see so many people with so many challenges in their lives. Thousand times more challenged than myself having an incredible time in jiu-jitsu, smiling, happy, not feeling sorry, living life fully and enjoy as much as possible. And I think that we all we want for, for a child, for our kids. And I'm sure, search for the schools, go with your child in the schools, feel if that is the environment to, you feel comfortable with. And man, be there for your child. I'll be driving my kid every day to, to do the jiu-jitsu and uh, I'll be there for them. And I will learn too because I want my I want to be able to train with my kid. But it's something that definitely, and you can go and not just listen to me, you can go and see a lot of other kids around the world, teenagers, adults, they are involved with jiu-jitsu and they love it. It's an incredible improvement in the best way you can imagine in anyone's life. And I think it's something that you will feel the results and you're gonna see, man, all you wanna see is our, our kids having smile and happy. It's um, a transformation that uh, you're really gonna enjoy and, and uh, I recommend it. Get your kids and do jujitsu regardless. Thank you, great question. Um, you know, we have a number of questions here. Some of them are more technical based. I mean, we would need to just shoot video. They're like a lot of positional things, um, leg locks, things like that. So I think that's something we'll have to get on the mat. Yeah, it's a good idea. Then we post that on our um, our YouTube channel and we, we name the, if you don't want your name to be there, that's fine. But we put whatever information you provide us and hey, look, this is a response towards your questions, and uh, and then we go from there. We have a we have um, just a, let let's let's close it out. Like I said, we have some more here, but they're the 
Con- conversation won't do it justice. We have to film it. But I like this one, Jon Snow. I don't know if that's the real Jon Snow from Game of Thrones or if that's just oh, your username. Oh, but <laughs> Juj- I like you already. I know, see? right? So uh, jujitsu helps the body and mind. But how would you describe how it helps the soul? Great question. Great way to end this session. Man, I think is uh, jujitsu have so many different levels. I think the beginning is the, the curiosity, because when we go to a jujitsu school, a lot of people do have different needs or different view of what they want or what they're expecting from. Some people, oh, I want to learn how to fight. Some people, oh, I want to lose weight. Some people, oh, I want to make friends. I have no friends. And you have a lot of different, would say, ways for people to end up in the school. But the incredible thing is a lot of people, they, they have a family, but they don't know what family is. And I think at jiu-jitsu school, one of the things you learn for sure is what a family is or how you, how you would appreciate your family too, how you'll be able to engage and have um, a better conversation with your parents or your siblings. I will give you a story that one of my students told me. I'm not sure from where his family was from, somewhere, I think Indiana, Oklahoma, somewhere. And he always have, he moved from there to live in Los Angeles, and his, his parents are still living there. And he grew up over there. And he was telling me something like, man, I grew up in my house, and my, my mom and dad, they always fight, and that was so traumatic for me. I always have issues with that. He came to LA, and uh, he started training jiu-jitsu here with us for a while. And having that conversation that jiu-jitsu, it becomes a lifestyle for you in a very positive way. You start eating better. You start making friends with no problem. You start feeling so confident. You, you start be- getting better shape. I mean, everything is positive. And these guys are training here for some time, and he never understood that. Oh, jiu-jitsu, a lifestyle, lifestyle. What, what the heck is lifestyle? Then he goes back home. And he's sitting in a restaurant with his parents many years later, now he's an adult, and his parents start again, the argument and the fight and all of this. And he said, man, he messaged me, he called me right away and said, Janja, I know what that means in jiu-jitsu change your life and it's a better lifestyle. And I got it. I was like, what happened? Man, I was sitting at the table, my parents start arguing. And I remember as a teenager, man, I'm start crying. I'm going to my room. I don't know what to do. I was so depressed. Man, I learned that that did not affect me at all. I was actually able to talk to both of them, and I made them to see different. I made them change that confrontation. It was no confrontation. And I never understood, and I was never able to think about that or do that. And suddenly understand that the impact Jiu-Jitsu had on him to keep him with a peace inside of himself, every decision, everything he did from that point on, he succeeded and he's a very successful guy right now. But he said that changing he had inside of him, it was amazing. He's like, man, from a problem, 
I became a solution. And once I realized that I understood the meaning of jiu-jitsu for me wasn't competition, wasn't, was that change that I have inside myself. And when people train in jiu-jitsu, and we always mention that it will be changed in a very positive way for you, you're going to have one day that click. Everyone has that moment that, okay, now I learn how to use jiu-jitsu outside the mat area. Then you understand, oh, jiu-jitsu is in my soul now. It's sometimes you never help anybody, suddenly you start helping people. Sometimes you used to be a short-tempered person when I, I was angry, you're no longer angry. And a lot of those things you don't even realize it's already on you. And you'll be surprised how many people through those years that I end up meeting here, the change they have on their own personal life. That becomes something that they spread in their own family, in their own house, with their wife, with their kids, even the approach they have towards each one. It's way more positive. It's way more peaceful because the people understand a little bit more because when you go to jiu-jitsu school, man, you, you confront every fear you have in your life, every single downside, everything that you don't like it, you're going to see in this, you're going to have that feeling in the school. Somebody's trying to choke you. Somebody's armbar you. Somebody's suffocate you. But not with intent to hurt you. It's almost like you have to learn how to deal with all those fears. And little by little, through the jiu-jitsu, which was the main goal of our learning jiu-jitsu, is not, it's easy to make you learn how to fight. But it's the biggest challenge for me as teaching people is how can this person feel in their life the impact that jiu-jitsu ha will have in their heart, in their soul. And I think I have many odd examples of people. Myself, I mean, we grew up and we learned jiu-jitsu. Like, oh, man, anybody look at me or say something, I'm going to punch them, choke them out. And the more I train jiu-jitsu, the less I have those altercations on the streets. On them. Anything is not a problem anymore. And I tell that story to a lot of my friends. Is I was already black belt, living in America. My child had a little asthma crisis, and you, she needs a little puff, whatever. And it was late at night, and luckily the pharmacies was open until late. And I called the doctor, hey, go to the pharmacy right now and get this. And I was worried my daughter, and then I go there. And I, was, I remember I was wearing my, my PJs underneath my clothing. And I was walking in, and a gentleman walked out, and he bumped on the shoulder, and he started screaming all names. And he was older than me, and you son of this, you mother of God. And all those horrible names, like, man, oh, it's so late at night, man, go home, kiss your wife, I don't know. And I walk in, and it's like, man, I put this stuff in my pocket. This guy's outside, he's waiting for me. Never see him again. But the fact that I avoid fighting him, not because I was afraid of anything. My conscience like, man, I, I learned jiu-jitsu to get and choke this guy here. Maybe also he might have a gun or something because he shouldered me and, and called me some not-so-good names. Who cares? He did not touch me. And I, I know who I am. I'm certain that, <laughs> that I'm not what he called me. I'm not sure how long after that he came to my school and I remember he was standing and he was staring at me and I was just approaching him and saying, hey, how are you? What's your name? How are you doing? And he kept looking at me like, you don't remember me. I said, no, no, did you train here before? I mean, he said, no, 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 no. 
I was the gentleman that bumped into you in a drugstore. And I look at him. What? Why? Why? Why were you so mad? And he said, "Oh, thank you for not hurting me." And I asked, "What happened?" He said, like a few days prior to that, his parent, his father, passed away, and he was desperate. He didn't even know what he was doing. He was so angry and so mad at the world. He became a student of our school. Was one of my best friends. He was my lawyer for many, many years. We're still great friends. Here we are, and that never affect me anyway. I think jujitsu gives you such a a confidence in yourself that I think you will be able to manage a lot of situations without any kind of confrontation. You're so certainty of how powerful, how strong you become. And I think we have a lot of other things. Is some of these transformations I see with my students, and uh, I have one of the one of my students too that. Uh, because a lot of people, we don't know the future. We always working for a future, better life, and sometimes we forget the present. And I was traveling for one of my students, and um, out of nowhere, he looked at me. He's like, "Man, thank you." And I'm like, "Thank you. Well, you're welcome." But thank you for what? He said that um, a few years ago, he used to work in a, in a cubic, work with computers. And not much sure like how life is gonna be. And suddenly he had like a incredible change in his life. We're traveling, going to another country, and he starts seeing life a little bit different. I think he starts seeing life with uh, a nice horizon ahead of him. And I think those things are one of the things that Jiu-Jitsu does to us is connect us with people, connect us with life, make us see things with a little more positive view, with a horizon over there. And I think those things that only people that are do jiu-jitsu will relate it so well with what I'm saying right now. And that's why it's a lot of people sometimes it takes a little time because, oh, I want to train jiu-jitsu, it's magical. When you least expect it, the actions that you're going to take, or maybe the position that you are right now, you never dream to be where you are, but the beginning of a jiu-jitsu journey, making a lot of changes in your life. And those changes that needs to be done, I think jiu-jitsu is just a little tool that I learned from past generations in my family that I'm passing on to people. And it's incredible because I always mention that my students, to me, is like I'm very rich in my library. In a very good way, each one of them is a book. And it's an incredible adventure. It's an incredible story that I'm able to see from the day they walk into the school and the transformations they have through this whole process of training. I see a lot of ups and downs, but I see all of them succeeding. I see them from a very challenged time in their life, completely different level today. Some people lose a lot of weight. Some people now... They were afraid to talk to the boss. And now they are the boss of their boss because the way they do things, the way they believe in themselves. A lot of people have guys here that they open companies together. They are doing well. They are making a great living. They are very happy. But in all of these cases, one thing they don't want to open that slot is 
I have to go to my jiu-jitsu class because it's kind of the fuel for them to do everything they do in their life. And if you're not doing jiu-jitsu right now, start. Jiu-jitsu definitely change your life. Jiu-jitsu will turn a switch and make your life a little bit more brighter and brighter. And for sure, we're all here to live a life and enjoy life, be happy, make friends, do everything we want to do. And I think jiu-jitsu for sure is a good, a good beginning for you. To all of you guys that do jiu-jitsu out there, man, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For the ones that are not, you should start it right now. And uh, please, let me know. And if you guys send me moments of your life that you felt the jiu-jitsu hit your soul in a way that uh, made all those changes and uh, make us be the way we all should be. And uh, yeah, that's, I think, is a... It's an incredible question, and uh, man, when jiu-jitsu hits your soul, I don't have to tell you, you will know. You will know, and I want to hear that story from you guys, too. We all have a testimony, that's for sure. Yeah, thank you guys for all the questions. Like I said, we still have more, um, and just keep them coming in, but a lot of these we're going to have to just shoot some video. It'll be much more personal for you, too, so you can, you can get the answer more clearly. But thank you, everybody. John Jock, thank you. It was amazing. I always learn. After all this time, I always learn a little bit more every day. Trust me, I learn a lot from you too, Super J. <laughs> and I think uh, Mike too. Thank you, Mike, for, for being here, sir. Make possible. Super J, thank you, sir. We have a... And uh, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, we're back with a revenge. We are good to go. We have a lot of new things that are uh, coming up in our podcast Thank you guys for another No Gi Required podcast. I will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This episode of No Gi Required was produced by JJ Rapplin Incorporated, engineered by Mike Zavalos, and sponsored by The Art of Marcel Santos Fine Art Gallery, JJM 3.0 Advanced Online Training, Lutegear, Authority Auto, and Body LX 360.